All right, good morning, good morning. Can everyone hear me okay? I love the energy. I love all the conversation this morning. Good morning to all of you guys online. Welcome to Iron Men Connect Virtual. Do we have any first timers here today? First time guys, welcome to Iron Men Connect. We're so glad that you're here. Really excited for this morning, guys. Table captains, I sent out an email to you guys yesterday. Did everyone receive that email? Guys, in my email, table captains, there's a survey. We're trying to collect everyone's information. We don't have a lot of information on the assistant table captains. So table captains, one of the things that I'm asking is that you could forward that survey, that link, that jot form link to the fellow table captains at your table so that we can get everyone's contact information that we don't have. So if you have not already yourself completed that survey, it takes a couple minutes. We really need you to do so. And if you could also pass that along to your fellow captains at your table and help us collect that information, that would be really helpful. We really appreciate that. And guys, last week we extended the invitation to anyone that would prayerfully consider being a financial supporter of Ironman. And there was a couple of you guys last week that jumped on that. And I just wanted to personally thank you for empowering this ministry through your giving. And if there's anyone else that wanted to learn more about what that could look like, see David Hill after this morning. And we'll tell you a little bit more about how you can financially empower and support this ministry. I want to call Chuck... Chuck is our teaching fellow captain for this month, and he's going to be introducing this morning's teaching fellow. Good morning. No dad jokes this morning. <laughs> so I get the pleasure to introduce our teaching fellow for today, Austin Arthur. Pretty amazing guy. Just met him maybe eight months ago. We become friends and learning a lot about him. You know, sometimes God brings like-minded people together, and I believe that's what has happened. Before we start, I want to pray, and I'm going to read this prayer that Austin and his brother read every day, and it's on his wall in his office, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So if you guys would join with me. Our Father who art in heaven, we repeat to you our daily prayer to remind ourselves of our daily blessings. Great pangs and losses from the past, present, and future will never amount to the great glory you have bestowed upon us, our family, and mankind. Our inspiration to achieve our greatest potential comes from the celestial fire burning inside of us, ignited by our family's earthly father, from a candle delivered by you, our heavenly father. The origin of the kindling was the light of the world, the savior of mankind, Christ Jesus. Our obligation to you, to your creation, is precipitous. We hope to always possess the inevitable virtues of honesty, integrity, decency, and humility that it has been taught and proven. Nothing in life can long endure without its foundation having been laid on the rock. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thought that was pretty amazing, and he's... Yeah. I mean, his brother say it every morning, his partner. So Austin Arthur is um, today's speaker. And so we met about a year ago, like I said. He's a husband to Kelly, a father to Christiana, Raylan, and David Hamilton Arthur II, which is named after his father. He's a brother and a son. Austin is a successful businessman. He owns several entities, including the state's largest gymnasium, this one right down the street, Gymnastics USA. He also runs a marketing company, a YouTube channel on the 
history of Winter Garden. Um, he is an advocate for West Orange County and has um, a weekly podcast called West Orange on the Go. This guy's busy. And he has time for friends, family, Ironmen. He's very generous. He opened his house to a lot of us that even went on New Year's Eve to bring in the, the new year. That was pretty cool. So yesterday I had the first time to go to his office and it's, I wish I designed it because it's really cool. <laughs> you know? It's full of history, family values, patriotism. He's got stuff from World War II from his grandfather and other people on the walls. He's got a piece of the Berlin Wall uh, to symbolize the peace that came after knocking that thing down. He has a tribute to the Revolutionary War, and he's got a really cool cigar bar. <laughs> Austin stands for what he believes in, and he's, he'll be happy to share it with you, and he already does, and he will today. He's a promoter of traditional family values and a follower of Christ, and he puts his money where his heart is. I've seen him do it, and I've been a part of some projects that he's been involved in, and really without him, things might not have happened. Austin, is, he has one of those infectious smiles. The last but not least, as ZZ Top said, he is a sharp dressed man. <laughs> well, thank you, Chuck. That was way too nice to me. Thank you. So, as he said, my name's Austin. To most of you, I'm just that dude that wears a blazer all the time. So, thank you for having me speak today. I'm very excited to speak today. I'd like to begin it with a very brief prayer. So, if you'll join me in that. Dear Lord, thank you for this gathering of men. Thank you for the opportunity to find our purpose, which is your purpose for us. We ask that you bring the Holy Spirit here as we gather so that you can influence our conversations and decisions. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm privileged that Chuck asked me to do this. He's one of three speakers he did, he did last week. Troy's going to do next week. And it's based on this book called Shape. So I think David asked us to read it. And so I just wanted to start by saying what Shape means. It's an acronym for, and the idea behind Shape, it's to find your purpose through God's purpose for you. The acronym stands for Spiritual Gifts, Heart, Abilities, Personality, and Experiences. So later during the questions, you'll have some discussion surrounding that. But I wanted to go ahead and read from Psalms 139. And that'll be basically the platform for what I have to say today. So Psalms 139 verses 13 through 16. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. So there's two things that are very profound to me on this passage from the Bible. One is that you knitted me together in my mother's womb. So I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, and I wasn't planning on saying this, but any men in this room that read that verse and do not stand for that beating heart in the womb really need to revisit this Bible. Every day was written for us, it says. So that's a fascinating concept, that there's a plan for us. It's written in the Bible, and it's not only just here in, in David's Psalms. It's written many times how there's a plan for us. But we also know we have free will. So we could walk away from that plan. And there's more stories in the Bible about mankind spitting on God and walking away from him constantly. So we have the ability to not follow his plan. So it's up to us to find our purpose through prayer and these sort of things. And I wanted to talk about 
about a man who was very successful. He was a Pharisee, and he knew God's word. He knew the law. He loved it. He was obsessed with it in a good way. And the community had a problem, and it was these new things called Christians. So his job was to cleanse the world of this new problem, and he was very good at it. And all the Pharisees loved him, and they looked at him, and they say, wow, this guy Saul, he's really got it together. You know, he's really got it. He's got, he knows the law. He's doing everything. He's, he's after it for us. We got to be like him. And that happens all the time in today's society, doesn't it? We look at men who have fast cars, lots of money, a hot babe, and we look at them and say, wow, that guy's really got it together. Look at him. Look at that career he has. You know, maybe he does. Maybe that guy is doing his purpose. Could be. But maybe not, because we've kind of gotten to this world where the test is our career. And that's not the test. We have to find out what God wants us to do. So back to Saul, who's killing it, literally killing Christians on the way to Damascus, as all of you men know. And then suddenly he gets hit by this big light, falls to the ground. And then he hears, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Looks up, Lord, who are you? Jesus. Jesus literally intervened on Saul's life because he was so far off the path of his purpose. And his purpose was too important. So I don't think that we're going to have an intervention like that in our lives where Jesus will literally come down and say, you need to create my kingdom. You need to go out there. You will now be called Paul and go out there and create my faith. And he did. I think that we'll see Jesus. I think it'll be in the next world, but maybe not. Maybe we'll be lucky and, and see him in this world. But what I do know is we have to figure out what our purpose is. And it goes to another story that's not in the Bible, but another more recent story in the 1600s about a man named John Howland. Does anybody know who John Howland is? Does anybody know this story? Okay, so this is a really neat story. So John Howland was in 1620. He was on a ship. He was on the Mayflower. The thing about the Mayflower, everybody was very excited because they're going to the New World, but for John Howland, it was a little different. John Howland was an indentured servant. So that's a form of temporary slavery. So this man was probably in the worst part of his life, feeling down. You know, he's on this ship being forced to go to this unknown world at risk as an indentured servant. And one night the waters were really rough and he was on this ship and he fell off of the ship deep into the waters. And the eyewitness accounts say that he was 15, 20 feet into the water. So as you can imagine, this man was probably dealing with depression. And it's very easy, 15 feet in the water, I would assume, while you're a servant going to this risky new world, just to let go and just to say, okay, that's it. This is my time. Take me. This is who I am. This is what I've done in life. I'm I'm here. This is where I go. But John Howland didn't do that. There was all these halyards going into the water, and he just grabbed onto one of them. And I think that that right there is a very important point for all of us, because it's not up to us when we die. It's up to God, because our days were written. So our job is to always try to live to always try to live no matter how hard things get because your purpose will be revealed if you live for God. So he was holding on to this halyard and then somebody saw he's, he's holding on to that halyard right there. Let's pull it up. They pulled it up. They saved his life. So his life was spared and he went to the new world. He ended up getting his freedom and he became a very prominent figure building the new world. But more importantly is he had a huge family. He had like 12 kids and like three dozen grandkids. So put a pause on John Hallen who almost died and got his freedom and had a huge family. And go 300 years later, a man named FDR was born, who would bring us through World War II. Now, I don't agree with all of FDR's economic policies, but I will tell you, I think 
without FDR, I don't know how we would have survived World War II. He was a great wartime leader. So he got us through World War II, and then some decades later, we got hit with 9-11, and George W. Bush was president. Now I can guarantee you, the person that was running against George W. Bush in 2000, if he was president during 9-11, we would have a very different outcome. Maybe good, maybe bad, right? But very different. The fact of the matter is, both these men, FDR and George W. Bush, had a huge influence on history. Our world would be totally different without these two men. They're ancestors of John Howland, the indentured servant who grabbed on because it wasn't his choice whether he's going to live or not. And God had the plan for John Howland to live so that FDR could live, George W. Bush can live, and many other names that you would be familiar with. So I think that on these stories, there's the lesson of understanding that there is a plan for us. Our days are written out, but we have to search for that plan. So whether it's you praying in your car, in your shower, in your closet, you go on sabbatical and go into a cabin and pray. I don't think you're going to have the Saul experience where Jesus comes right to your face and looks at you and tells you what to do, but I think he will speak to you and you have to pray because we all have a purpose. It's in God's word. So I encourage you men to seek for that purpose because God will speak to your heart. Thank you. Powerful. Thank you, Austin. I look forward because I'm sitting at your table today. Table captains, I sent out the questions to you yesterday. Please come and tap me if you didn't get those, but we're going to spend the rest of the morning at our tables in discussion around Austin's three questions.